0: And welcome to the Middle East Forum speaker webinar series. I'm Stacy Roman and I will be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Anne Elizabeth Mutey, columnist for London's Telegraph and a contributor to the BBC and New York Post, join us to discuss France and Islam. Is something changing? Ms. Mute will speak for 15 minutes and open it up and um, open up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q a box located at the bottom of your screen to type out your question. And Now, with no further ado, I'll turn the discussion over to
1: Anne-Elizabeth Moutet. Good afternoon. It's barely afternoon where you are and it's late afternoon where we are. Uh, I was asked a series of questions essentially about France's fight against terrorism and about our president's commitment uh, to fight against what he has called separatist Islamism, uh, leaving himself open to a great deal of criticism uh, around um, around the uh, uh, the Anglo- the Anglosphere mostly uh, uh, all sorts of newspapers and columnists in in the New York Times the Washington Post Politico, uh, um, the Financial Times and other uh, prestige media have accused him of being uh, Islamophobic racist uh, uh, in need of an education etc and so the question is does he mean it uh, how do the French take uh, this? Lack of understanding of what he meant uh, from our, our supposedly our allies. And um, what will this change? So I think what you first need is a little bit of a reminder uh, of what uh, caused all this. Uh, first of all, a reminder that France is a country that has known terrorism for a very long time. We had terrorist attacks during the uh, 60s uh, as the end of the uh, uh, Algerian war and afterwards caused uh, bombings in Paris and other places from both uh, the Algerian independentists and uh, those people who represented the the French uh, former colonists, people who'd been there for two centuries, uh, forced to come back. We then had terrorism in the 70s, in the late 60s and in the 70s that was Palestinian uh, uh, mostly and then we started um, getting also Iranian terrorism uh, as soon as Ayatollah Khomeini came back from exile where he had been um, received by France, that didn't help. We also had terrorism from various leftist groups also at that time. We started uh, um, knowing Libyan terrorism, all of this was using proxy terrorists to make some points on the Middle East uh, case. Uh, In the 1990s, France was one of the main hinterlands of the Uh, civil war in Algeria. The civil war in Algeria lasted from 1992 to 2000 and it killed about a quarter million people. Uh, People don't hear much about it. They ought to. Uh, The government, which is by no means uh, um, entirely blameless, decided to halt the elections before the Islamists uh, 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 um, party was uh, scheduled to win it. Uh, And there was uh, pushback, horribly so, with entire villages uh, being slaughtered um, with both parties not behaving terribly well, uh, and it left Algeria, uh, a bruised country with still the same government in place that has been put in place 40 years ago. A great deal of terrorism was waged uh, on French soil, including plane hijackings, deadly bombings in Paris in one metro station, another. And then we got uh, more bombings after the, uh, uh, the 9-11, and the phenomenon that now you uh, everyone, unfortunately, has become familiar familiar with. So uh, the French um, uh, French justice and French defense forces are very much aware of the danger of terrorism. They're also very knowledgeable. And it's knowledge we acquired in, in blood, we paid for in blood. Um, with the result that there is knowledge, there's always been knowledge in France about who are, who are the terrorists and how that happens, and how uh, there are ecosystems that have developed in some segments of, of the, the uh, Salafist and Muslim Brotherhood leaning parts uh, uh, of, of the Muslim minority in France. And that is by no means not at all the uh, French uh, Muslim community. The French Muslim community is about six or seven million people. Uh, almost half of these people come from Berber and Kabyle backgrounds in Morocco and mostly in Algeria. And, and those were the people who were being slaughtered by the Islamists. During the French Algeria, the, the Algerian Civil War of ninety two, um, so they are people who absolutely want to integrate, have integrated pretty well, and in general uh, uh, distrust the Islamists. In all this context, where came the question of Charlie Abdul? Now, you probably. Remember that Salman Rushdie, 30 years ago, was accused of blasphemy and and insulting Islam with his magical realist novel, uh, The Satanic Verses. And at that time, everybody supported him. Nobody said anything uh, except that uh, having one mullah in Tehran uh, uh, declare a, a fatwa condemning him to death Uh, for all good believers with anything else uh, than uh, uh, madness and and, uh, criminal. Uh, Fast forward 30 years and um, a number of um, uh, Islamist personalities have described the French Muslim cartoons as being the same thing as the Satanic verses. You can decide that your taste leans more towards the beautiful English prose of Salman Rushdie than uh, the aggressive and funny cartoons of Charlie Hebdo, but that is not the point. The point is that uh, the are foreign elements who then have supporters in our countries and these supporters feel entitled to behead people and kill people just because they don't like something that has been drawn or written on paper. Uh, and the French are very much behind this government. This government is embattled for other reasons. Uh, Emmanuel Macron is not terribly popular these days. People question his handling of COVID and other things. But on that specific instance, the French the French population is behind President Macron. President Macron has uh, actually been very careful when he made his speech on separatism about four weeks ago uh, to separate Uh, the vast majority of Muslims then from those elements who do not want to live within French society, but live literally in kinds of enclaves uh, in which uh, uh, the laws of the Republic are defied, the law of the land is defied, and the kind of talk and of actions, including support, logistic support, logistical support to terrorist attacks, is encouraged uh, winked on and carriaged and sometimes actually practiced. Uh, this is what the speech meant, and the speech said in effect, uh, we are going to be a lot more careful and we're not going to accept this. Uh, now it is it wasn't Macron's position that the word Islamophobia is actually uh, 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 an extremely useful weapon in that you accuse people of of racism, if you can have racism for a belief, uh, uh, um, and call it Islamophobia, and then you shut up any kind of criticism of that extremist aspect of Islam. Uh, And that is uh, what immediately was, was put into gear. It was put into gear by two Uh, leaders. The main one is uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who is the um, um, Turkish president. Uh, It's very important to see this. Turkey has ambitions. Turkey right now is waging or helping in seven different conflicts, uh, from Syria, to uh, places in Iraq, to helping the Azeris uh, against the Armenians. Uh, In Libya, where uh, Turkey is present, has got boots on the ground and is effectively um, pushing one one of the two generals vying for power in Libya. Um, And uh, Turkey tried to push back against Greece, an age-old enemy, um, and attacked Greece boats Uh, Ships and and Greece is a member of the European Union. Turkey isn't. Turkey is only a member of NATO. Uh, And President Macron uh, said that uh, uh, Greece and the European Union must be protected against attacks and that the French would send ships to help uh, assist a nation uh, being attacked. That alarmed Erdogan to the point when he decided that Macron would be his punching ball basically. And uh, he found in the republication of the Charlie Hebdo caricatures that provoked the killing in 2015 of uh, uh, eight cartoonists and editors at Charlie Hebdo, a good reason to uh, attack France and say that uh, uh, insult Macron in, in stupid uh, uh schoolyard bullying words, which are just words, but then also encouraged the fact uh, that people might be attacked if they either supported Macron or supported Macron's attitude about having one nation under the broad umbrella of the, legal law, the law of the Republic. Uh, the caricatures had not been republished by Charlie Hebdo, just for fun, but the, uh, the court case uh, against the, the killers, or what remained of the killers, the ones who hadn't been uh, uh, shot down by police while doing their killing, um, was reopened, and uh, the magazine decided that because this was a fight for freedom of expression, uh, because the first time that they published those caricatures in 2006, they had been defended by all political leaders, left and right, of French major parties, Um, it would be making a point that freedom of speech still existed today as it did uh, 15 years ago. Um, uh, the reactions were not as good and the reactions were especially not good in in countries that are French allies. Uh, This is the entire context for the current situation in which France is being reviled by, first of all, by Turkey and Turkey's proxies, second by uh, um, uh, Pakistan, Pakistan, the current Pakistan leader, uh, the Prime Minister Imran Khan, a former uh, English Uh, Pakistani playboy and very good cricketer, um, decided also to say that any Muslim uh, who wanted to fight back against France was entitled, which is also a call for murder. But these people also uh, have points, they've paid for mosques, they've subsidized some networks, and therefore they have access to communities that are being separated from the rest of the national community in France. And this is how a French teacher, Samuel Petit, was beheaded because he was giving a civics lesson that was in the, in the mandated by the, the curriculum, on, on why caricatures exist in the French cultural tradition and why uh, uh, anything that is written down is not something that entitles you to kill people, uh, to, to simplify things. Uh, this is where we're at now. Macron suddenly has taken in the fact that France is, has been actually a battleground for at least two or, three, two or three decades. From the moment of 9-11, you can basically say that, the the, the whole fight was being uh, first waged by by luminaries on both sides. And then uh, uh, there was uh, a creeping influence of some of the worst elements of of, uh, Islamism, not Islam, but Islamism, uh, in, in French Muslim communities. This, I would say, and we've just seen it recently, was aided and abetted by uh the, 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 you know, what America has got to offer as sort of finest and most expensive educators, education, institutes of learning and, and newspapers because it's become very fashionable to be quote unquote, anti-colonialism. It's very fashionable to denounce uh, supposed uh, Islamophobia or racism in anyone and France, which has extremely different uh, political traditions uh, and older political traditions than America and uh, uh, does not Consider her citizens are each belonging to a specific community. We consider our citizens as all being French. Uh, And we also consider that you, uh, there are things that you don't do in your own nation, such as say that the law that uh, The nation's law do not apply to you, that you're allowed to marry several women, including minor women or women who don't want to marry you and stuff of that kind. Uh, This is, this is what we're basically waging war on. Uh, The current climate is Become extremely strange to us because recently there have been a series of articles misrepresenting uh, Emmanuel Macron's speeches uh, and to a large extent painting a target on, if not the president who's well protected, but French citizens in uh, France and abroad uh, for uh, Islamophobia, for uh, intolerance, for. Uh, of course systemic racism, because that's the new thing, and other things. Uh, The the question is, will Macron hold fast? Macron was not really somebody who specialized in this in his studies. He knows lots about economics. Um, He knows a great deal of things because he's a bright man. Uh, Islamism was not a danger on his radar until facts and murders uh, brought it to him. Is he committed? He started passing laws, putting laws to parliament, that uh, uh, give more means to uh, anti-terrorists in France. And also, uh, he started dissolving some associations that were very clearly uh, uh, um, um, uh, advocating murder and advocating uh, 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 illegal things. And my hope, Is that and he's running for re-election. The election is in uh two one and a half years time in, in May of 22. Uh he also he has massive support in this and no other thing, and my hope is that at least. His sense of self-preservation as a leader, as a political leader, will will help. Something which I think from all accounts and from contacts I've had is quite genuine. Uh, he is absolutely horrified that there is no way of, of getting your point across to some people because they 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 may understand what you want to say, but they absolutely to disapprove of your being able to say it, and they say it with bombs. Uh, so that's the situation as it is in France. As I said, we are talking here not about a country that's suddenly discovering all this. We have known terrorism for a long time. We have actually the expertise in France to know the networks. French, uh, whatever the French government was saying about other things in the United States, uh, the French always uh, uh, had extremely good working relationship on anti-terrorism uh, uh, and financing of terrorism, all and of efforts with America and with other Western nations, so uh, it's not as if Macron having discovered that this was a major issue uh, was coming uh, blind on this, he actually is well equipped. So uh, the answer to the question that had been asked in the beginning is, I am cautiously hopeful that yes, France means it this time, and now I will welcome questions from anyone, especially those who think I haven't made sense.
0: All right, thank you so much. Uh, That was a great rundown of the history as well as what's going on today. Um do you have a sense of how or sorry does macron believe he can isolate the islamist ideology, ideological ideology in the guise of a religion
1: uh i think France is a country that always has had institutions to talk for uh, religions. France is a country that is secular, and and most other countries do not understand secularism, laicite. And of course, laicite has now been sort of made into one of those sort of uh, 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 dangerous words by people who would like to uh, attack France, and they say that it's racist. Uh, But uh, French secularism is only understandable if you know about the French Revolution and if you know uh, that We had an established religion, which was Catholicism. The king was anointed with holy oils when he was being crowned at the Cathedral of Reims. And and it was the state religion. Uh, It's a religion that, for instance, Voltaire fought against when a Protestant was executed for practicing Protestantism uh, in the 1700s. Uh, We we fought our way towards freedom of religion. The French Revolution granted freedom of religion uh, right at the beginning. It was not anti, uh, sort of anti-religion per se. It was not against God per se. Uh, There was a religion of the supreme being, which was for a a while, Enacted in France during the French Revolution, um, and the point is that religion, uh, the the uh, the France was divided in three orders: uh, the nobility, the clergy, and and the people. Uh, when every French uh, citizen, no longer subjects, were made equal. Um, The church was seen, especially in the 19th century, which was reacting against the revolution and Napoleon. uh, the, The church was seen as the voice of reaction, literally so. They were reacting against a movement, that revolutionary movement. So there was a history where you had on one side, the atheist Greek Republic and on the other side, uh, uh the forces of religion uh, uh and and of course they were monarchists because monarchy was was the monarch the the secular head of the church and the result was uh uh eventually when that battle was waged it was waged um in at the turn of the 1920th century in 1905 there was a law that passed that enshrined uh the the uh, uh, uh the neutrality of the french state in in the modern a version of laicite, secularism, and what laicite has become essentially, and and lots of uh, uh, religious groups were expelled from the country for several decades, and then they came back, and it's now very much appeased with the Catholic Church. But what laicite means is every religion is protected. You're allowed to practice your religion. It is part of your personal freedom. It is private. It is not something that belongs to the state. The state has no opinion on religions. The state uh, uh, will uh, protect, the practice of religion, but what we guarantee for all citizens is the neutrality of the public space, and that means that civil servants, are not supposed to advocate any kind of religion in any way, uh, that children at school are not supposed to advocate religion or behave according to the precepts of, precepts of any kind of religion at school when they're minors and they're entitled to the French cur- national curriculum uh, and, and to be exposed to a completely neutral education. When they're University students, where well, they are minor, the reach majority, uh, if they're Muslim women, they're allowed to wear the headscarf, which they're not allowed to wear in high schools, precisely because then it is their decision, it's personal. Uh, school is supposed to create young French citizens and to uh, make them, I will say, you know, grand, grandly a commune in the ethos of the French state. So uh, that's how it works. And it is very much misunderstood in in, in many ways. Uh, And on this basis, we, I mean, we've had a some articles had to be pulled by places like the financial times or websites like Politico because they were riddled with inaccuracies and at one stage the, you could see corrections every every half hour being added on the websites about what was in the pieces and eventually the pieces were pulled and then of course people said that Macron had threatened dangerously journalists and honestly I mean we you know we don't threaten dangerously journalists people who threaten dangerously journalists kill them uh, and we've seen this happen uh, but uh, uh, he had mentioned the fact that there were inaccuracies. Macron himself went on to Al Jazeera, which is to some extent the lair of the beast because it's the state channel of Qatar and Qatar, unlike uh, the Saudis who've seen some of the errors of their ways, Uh, the Qataris fund terrorism in various places. Um, And he spoke very convincingly in English with an Al Jazeera interviewer to explain. I'm not sure that he got himself understood by everyone, but certainly his message went across and was aired by Al Jazeera, and he felt that it was something that you did, and this is how he's been said to to threaten people. I, I I don't know whether I should be answering questions that are actually on the Q&A, uh, on the Q&A list. Should we do that, or yeah? Yes, uh- I'd going to go around this because at some stage I will stop. But you know, uh, Ken Miller says, "Do I have adv- any advice to your president to be so that the United States can avoid making the same mistakes that France has made in regards to Islam and immigrants entering the United States?" I think actually this doesn't make much sense because. You, America doesn't have the same structure of immigration as France has. Uh, immigration comes from places that have a common history with you or are on the other side from uh, a border to you. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty difficult to get to America on a small boat from, say, Afghanistan or other places. It's relatively easy to go from those places to Turkey or to Lebanon and then get to Greece, which is absolutely next door, and then walk. So uh, the structure of our, and our history, especially for France, we had colonies in Africa for a long time, and therefore we have normally so. And many of them have made massive contributions to the nation. Uh, you know, the uh, first black académicien français was uh, uh, a man who also became president of the Republic of Senegal, Leopold Sedar Senghor. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, um, other well-known writers, doctors, etc., who come from uh, Muslim immigration. Uh, that is, uh, uh, that's not really, uh, that's not really. Um, a problem uh, so uh, on on that question uh, and i've just seen it disappear i don't know where, whether those questions disappear when they're answered yes they do um, the uh, uh i don't think i don't think you can uh, uh sort of you don't have the same problems in terms of islam i think there are things about islam that america should be careful of and that's basically who finances the mosques who sends money, especially foreign countries. And I think it's much too easy, especially through proxies in America. And I expect actually the Department of the Treasury who are no spring chickens, actually have a fair idea of how the money gets in. And and I think, uh, you know, Yes, people should be allowed to practice Islam. America is a bit different from other countries, but certainly you should be watching schools and watch whether schools are teaching dangerous things. And that is where you differ from our schools. We really have a national curriculum and a very top-down administrative at country. And I think there are people who are allowed to homeschool their kids if they want their kids not to learn about evolution in America. And you know that's the way you guys do it. Uh, the kids who don't believe in evolution do not go out with machetes and I would say that the kids who learn things about radical Islam do not go out, uh, thank God, with machetes either. But. Uh, that's something that the French can do that you can't do. You can't teach, not, you can't, you know, you refuse to teach your kids evolution in France and many of you will say that's not freedom and uh, I'll live with that. Uh, but in terms of, you know, follow the many, follow the funders of people who are in Congress pushing some bills, follow the lobbyists and and that will defang some of the unpleasant things. So that's one question. These things are sort of behaving in the in the in the sort of chat window in a strange way. Um, An anonymous attendee says, uh, the concept of laicite has taken the proportions of a state religion. Is it realistic? Uh, Oh, God. Ah, well. Well, convert or die? Well, that was in the Middle Ages, people. You know, we've all changed, actually. Uh, I would like you to ask to think you know, about uh, dentists and plumbing in the middle ages and realize that many things in life change over 800 years. And so I will please stop talking about crusaders. It's exhausting. Uh, but, uh, laïcité is not a state religion. Laïcité, however, is a constitutive tenet of the French outlook on life. And we're entitled to our you know, constitutive uh, tenets on life This is our freedom, that's our culture, you know, I I believe in multiculturalism and I would like every culture to be respected, including the French one. Uh, That's, to me, that's what. French Muslim, Macron is not going to change French Muslim hearts and minds. However, Macron, not Macron. I mean, most French Muslims actually believe in laïcité. Uh, my very nice, hard-working Moroccan grocer, whom I could point to you if this were a laptop, in the street has all five kids of his in a Catholic school because it's a good school, and the state school next to him was not very good. And uh, he can live with that. He does the Ramadan. He's a devout Muslim. He has no problems with it. Uh, the, we live in a different. We have. We live in a different environment. Uh, everybody knows that. Uh, uh uh the fork valeur God, I mean, yeah, well, I know I, I can see why that question is being asked by somebody who wishes to remain anonymous very bravely. I bet you have a, a pseudonym on Twitter as well. Um, Republican values, uh, not Republican Party, la République, and um, the values of the Republic are, you know, the values that we believe in. And I'm really sorry that offends your feeling. Uh, I think I'll stop answering this one. Uh, why haven't President Macron, French citizens uh, acknowledge the fact that Islam is a political ideology and not a religion? You know, No, you can have a political ideology and be a religion at the same time, and considering, you know, take various denominations of Protestants, take the Orthodox and the Catholics and everything, lots of different things in Christianity as well, and I understand that if you've got two, three Jews, or two Jews together, you've got three opinions, and I, you know, you should hear, I mean, I bet you've heard conservative rabbis being uh, sort of uh, 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 talking about the religious rabbis and the reverse. So con- conceptions about religion is are very complicated and I'm not going to go into this. Parts of Islam. Islam is a way of life and, and a law. Uh, Jewish law was a law at one stage and, and then we, we went touring for a long time. Uh, but still, uh, Islam is not just a political ideology and not a religion. Some of Islam, a great deal of Islam is a religion. Some Islam is a political ideology and it lives with the state. And some Islam, um, some Islam is, is nothing but, but, Uh, It's up to them. I don't think we can say blanket and I'm going to finish on this one too because there are more. Okay, isn't there a legislation that prevents abusing religions like the anti-semitism religion? Oh god, anti-semitism is not abusing religion. Kyrie, I really appreciate your signing your name. Uh, That's really nice. Uh, So we can talk in good faith. Um, uh, Anti-semitism is abusing Jews and defaming Jews and saying that they are bad people. And it's, I think, legislation for that is excellent. I think there should be legislation. Actually, there is legislation, thank God, uh, on you know abusing Muslims who are persons. Uh, if you want to say that you think Judaism is a stupid religion, you are absolutely free to do it. You can say that Catholicism is stupid and the French philosophers did it. And uh, if people want to say, look, I think the tenets of Islam is are stupid, it's not people; it is an idea. If you want to say Muslims are stupid, that should be actionable. Well actionable, it's not really an insult. If you say that Muslims should be exterminated, uh, you yourself should be put to rest in a place with a roof over your head for a long time. Uh, and that's all I need to say on this one. How do other EU countries feel about Macron's comments regarding extremist Islam? Well, you know, Europe is one continent passing our borders because of Schengen is extremely easy, therefore, most European countries have seen uh, the effects of truly extremist Islam, and therefore uh, there's a great deal of understanding uh, on all sides. We actually had uh, uh, um, uh, uh, messages from President Macron over uh, the Samuel Paty's beheading. We've had messages in various cases. Uh, there's a great deal of uh, collaboration through Interpol on terror fight against terrorism. so, uh, most EU countries understand and of course EU countries in Eastern Europe feel very strongly about this and support Macron. Is there any truth of, to reports of so-called no-go areas in France? Muslim where police can't or will not go? Ah, that's an interesting question and uh, when I lived in New York, which was uh, 30 years ago, uh, there were definitely areas in the Bronx and in the South Bronx and in Central Park at night where it was a no-go area if you knew what's good for you. Uh, admittedly, the police could go there. The police didn't always like to go there, but the police could go there. Uh, we've got those now, and I think we have not learnt the lessons of New York. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I have any feelings about Rudy Giuliani as a lawyer, but as a mayor, he was a bloody good mayor, and I used to live in New York at that time. Uh, that's all I can say about this. And before him, you had Ed Koch, who was wonderful. And and there was an effort in changing policing in New York that made it possible for there not to be no-go zones. Uh-huh. And a great deal of the no-go zones in France have got less to do with Islam and a great deal to do with uh, complete chaos and, and, and uh, uh, problem with rule of law. If you send enough police in those places, yes, they can go in. If you send two cops, things may happen to them, like stuff being thrown at them from the windows. It is not pleasing. It is not exactly no go. But it is something that as a French voter, I would like my country to work on. Uh, and you know, uh, when, when when I was growing up in New York, uh, the uh, I also so we also wanted something to be done at the time, so let's just hope. Are the children grandchildren of the anti Islamist uh, webinar, though? What, so what, what?
0: Unfortunately, we reached the time limit, for we,
1: Well, if you guys want more answers, uh, I leave it to Stacey to see whether we can talk about this. Uh, uh, let me just have a look on all of this. If I think there's a sort of conclusion in two minutes uh does france support you? Uh, all well all I can say is uh we need allies in this America should understand that there are many ways of being free democratic countries and uh and do not listen to people who want to divide us. Do not listen to people who say, look at them, they're hateful. Do not think that the American way is 100% the best way. Uh, uh, nothing is 100% the best way because we're not angels. Uh, so help us, think of us, support us, read French books because they're, you know, French literature because it's good. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, thank you so much. I'm sorry that we had to come to the close of our webinar. There were so many thank great- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again Ms. Smutek for joining us today. Uh, For our viewers, please be on the lookout for our weekly webinar offerings email coming out over the weekend. Thank you all for joining us and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks again.